Gun's Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 86. Today we're going to chat with Mark from Fit and Fire, make a prank call about 2A organizations, and talk about the Ruger Security 9 Compact. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell. And guys, I really appreciate all the messages that I received because I was sick last week and everybody's like, oh, Ava, I hope you feel better. And it was just so sweet. I'm just kidding. I didn't even get a single message. Okay, I Nobody was, cared. I was like, you didn't get any messages. I know. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. I know. Yeah. I well, mean, not true. The Patreon group did care. Uh-huh. They checked in a few times and they yeah. were like, hey, can you breathe? And I was like, I'm still alive. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're but, doing okay. Yeah, but my nose is still kind of. I took Sudafed this morning, so I'm all amped up, ready to go. <laughs> Not right. really. I'm ready to take a nap. Okay. okay. Are, are you done interrupting me now? Uh, I just want you to know how I feel. <laughs> Let's talk about manicure arms. So the Alpha Rail Four End. I actually have this. I know it looks really good. And I have the extended one with the extended top rail as well. It is pretty. Awesome. And in fact, it's actually one of my favorite uh, AK modifications that I've ever seen or done. So I actually had to take it off to do my wood, but I kept it all just so I can easily reconfigure as soon as I get my AK back, if I ever get my AK back. What do you mean to do all your wood? Uh, when we Sounds kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. When we put the wood on our AKs. I know. I know. Oh, okay. But you know, maybe listeners don't know that you did some work on the wood. Mm. We made a pretty big deal out of it. Yeah, because you know why? Because our hands were stained. I had like slivers in my fingers. Okay, no one cares. There was a mess in my garage. Go check out the Alpha Rail Key Mod 4N for the stamped AKs. It is well worth it. It is $118.95 at manicorearms.com, but you can save money with code. GUNFUNNY15. That gets you a big 1-5% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. We are here today with Mark from Fit and Fire. Mark, I'm curious, when did you get into guns? Oh, uh, that's an awesome question. What's today's date? Oh, uh, well, that's a really good question, too. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> when you're no self-employed, they all just kind of blend. Can we go off the yeah. lunar calendar, please? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the Roman calendar. Anyway, the uh, I, I was very young. Uh, my dad was, uh, you know, he, he's, he's like a walking encyclopedia when it comes about guns. And some of my earliest memories are, you know, holding his hand, walking around gun shows, uh, especially the big one down in Tulsa. And... Yeah, so I, I I can't really answer that question, but uh, I didn't really grow into guns until I got into the military, which would have been around 2000. So uh, that's when I really kind of said, okay, this is something I want to be a part of for the rest of my life. So yeah, that's wow. about it. 2000, nothing like aging yourself. No, no, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I see that gray. <laughs> I thought oh, I was looking. At, I thought I was looking in a mirror. It was one of those funhouse mirrors that makes everything skinny. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. All yeah. right. So, just walk us through your journey. So, you were in the military, and then yeah. tell us a little bit about that. And then, like, what did you do when you got out? So, uh, I joined in 2000. So, really cool thing was I got to see the army before 9/11. I joined on February 27th of 2000 and then went to basic training on March 13th of 2000 as a armor crewman. So I was on tanks, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, tanks are a lot of fun, especially the Abrams. They are affectionately called the Cadillac of the battlefield. But uh, I got to see kind of the transformation of the army from a kind of quote unquote peacetime army into full up crank it to 11. Let's go, let's go kill Haji, you know, across the ocean. And, uh, that was pretty interesting. Got to, you know, do some really cool jobs while I was in shoot some really cool guns, obviously, and then had the opportunity to, uh, finish my degree. Did so at Kansas state university, go cats. And, and what is your degree in? History, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I became a logistician in the army, which doesn't match up at all. 
and uh, uh, became a ordnance officer and did um, maintenance management, transportation, logistics, stuff like that at the uh, battalion level for a unit out of the 101st Airborne, uh, which is really cool because once you're with the 101st, 82nd, uh, I know the 82nd and 101st guys kind of go back and forth about who's better, but uh, you know, you get into one of those kind of quote unquote specialized units and you get to do a lot of really cool training, go through aerosol school, go through jump school. Uh, if you're lucky enough, go through Pathfinder and Halo schools, stuff like that. I didn't get those opportunities, but, and then, you know, I, I did a, a rotation in Afghanistan in 2010 and 11. We got home and the wife and I was just like, I think, I think we're done. I think we need to go home and um, get closer to the family. My daughter was, at this time, about three years old. So she was starting to ask questions about grandma and grandpa, why we can't see them more often. So we made the decision to, to move back home. And, and, uh, next thing you know, uh, the wife gets pulled back into active duty and I become an army spouse and <laughs> here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. Did you guys yeah. meet when you were in the military? We met in ROTC actually. Okay. Yeah. So. We were at Kansas State University and we have two different stories. She has her story and I have my story on how we met. The the first time that we actually spoke to each other was uh, my wife was actually leading PT one morning and uh, she kind of messed up a uh, drill and ceremony command uh, while we're in formation. So, uh, I had thought about walking up to her and correcting her about it, you know, just saying, Hey, <laughs> you know, but I was like, you know, that's probably not the best thing to do. So I just walked uh-huh. up and said, Hey, Hey, good job today. You did a good job. And just left it at that. Um, I can see that it still burns inside you though. I know. Right. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does. We're, we're, we're both interestingly enough, we're both control freaks. I guess uh-huh. <laughs> We have to be in control. That's, that's funny. So then after the military, at what point did you start your YouTube channel? So it was about, uh, about three years after I got out and I had started to really get interested in the idea of doing something with YouTube, not necessarily firearms, but just something because, you know, ultimately I have a lot of, uh, interest in just talking, you know, which sounds really weird, but, um, at the end of the day, the, the wife just really doesn't want to hear about the history of the 1911, you know, hashtag two world wars, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> hashtag jam factory. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to do something to where that I could kind of express, uh, a lot of the things that are going through my head. Uh, initially I wanted to do something in hunting. But then I quickly realized that I suck at hunting, so that probably wouldn't be a good idea. And then, you know, the, the fallback plan was guns. I mean, I, I know enough about them to, to speak somewhat intelligently. And then I know that it's just, it's, it's something that I've been a part of for most of my life. So why not just talk to who would ever listen? And that's what I did. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Because they say, like, once you get out of the military, it's usually kind of difficult to get a civilian job. Is that something that you kind of ran into and then figured that you were just going to kind of do your own thing? You know, that the the answer is yes. If you do not take advantage of a lot of the programs that the military has for transition service members, when I was transitioning out, it was called ACAP. And what they do is they, they really focus on trying to set up your resume, try to do mock interviews. So you're prepared for those. Uh, they have job fairs so you can kind of network and, and build relationships with civilian companies. If you don't take advantage of those uh, opportunities, then it, it can be very difficult. And even for me, it took about six to eight months for me to, find a job. I had several interviews, but one of the major problems that I kept on running into was my availability date. Uh, you know, I won't be out of the military until this day, but they're looking for someone a couple of months before. So that was one of the major issues. But once I was able to uh, get a positive, <laughs> a good interview with a company, uh, I was quickly picked up. 
not only having a lot of leadership abilities from the military, but also having some of the soft skills like uh, maintenance management or logistics management helped out uh, immensely as well. So once I was able to uh, tie in with DHL is actually who I ended up starting working for right out of the military as a uh, supervisor for a company that builds skid steers. You know, that's, that's really what I did. So what we did was we quote unquote manage supermarkets. So there's supermarkets, nothing more than a, an area that has a whole bunch of parts. We build kits, we push those kits to the production line, and then that is built into the skid steer itself. So interesting take. Uh, about that same time, I, I, I worked with uh, that company for about two years and then uh, my wife got pulled back into active duty and we had about 30 days to not only move from Wichita to the Fort Riley area, but also find a house and find a job. Jeez. And uh, yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to stumble into a, a really good job that I have now doing basically the same thing. And it gives me a lot of freedom to pursue some of my hobbies Mm -hmm. and YouTube, YouTube is one of those. So you like to talk about guns and stuff like that, but I mean, fit and fire. So fitness and firearms, how do those two things go together? To be frankly honest with you, they don't at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) They should. They should. They absolutely should. And that was, that was the, the premise of my, my channel was not only to to share my passion of firearms, but also kind of share my passion for fitness. I had gotten away from working out once I got out of the military and here in just a few, uh, a few years ago, especially about the same time I started work, uh, started my YouTube channel is I really started getting back into the gym and I wanted to share that as well. When I first started my channel, I would do a workout segment and some type of gear review uh, not necessarily every week, but pretty much back to back. And, you know, it just seemed that uh, a lot of people were more interested in the gun and gear review than they were about the fitness element. So I, I migrated a lot of my fitness stuff over to my Instagram feed and uh, just kind of help try to motivate people uh, that follow me on Instagram to see that, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting older. I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but, uh, even with the baby face, I'm no nah, man. <laughs> no, I mean the, the wrinkles and stuff don't. You look super young. So young. Yeah, so much that, right? But but have you ever tried Botox? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I don't kiss and tell. So the uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff has been kind of migrated over to the uh, the Instagram side of the house. However. Here recently, uh, I've really focused in on my, uh, my fitness for a very specific reason and actually kind of put my YouTube stuff on the back burner while I was focusing in on working out and getting prepped for a, uh, a fight. And, you know, some of, some people are asking me, what have you been doing to condition your cardio to prepare for uh, you know, your, your kickboxing match. And, and so I'm working on trying to get a, uh, a, a video, pull, a video pulled together to show exactly what I do for my workouts and cardio. So, so you don't think awesome. that it is important that it does kind of go hand in hand, like guns and fitness. I absolutely do. Okay. Yeah. I, I, one of the major reasons is Heaven forbid anyone would ever have to get into a situation where they have to defend themselves either with or without a firearm. But I can tell you that your body is going to do something that if you're not used to it could actually be in some extreme cases, very fatal. Mm -hmm. Even if you survive the defensive encounters, I mean, even as simple as someone coming up and you guys get into an argument and get into a fight, if you're not used to that, your heart, you know, your, your cardiovascular, uh, health, your, everything that's going on with you right now, especially once you get that adrenaline dump into your body could cause you to go into shock. And if your body is not capable of sustaining all of that chemistry imbalance that goes through your body, you know, in some cases it could be fatal. That's why I go around starting fights for people just to kind of prepare myself for it, like build up that. That's good. It's it's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I, I totally agree with you though. And I, so I recently started working out as of, I think 
end of November. And, and I was telling Sean the other day, so I've been doing a lot of bar classes and sometimes I'll do like back to back classes. The other day I did four classes in 24 hours, but I would like to think that I'm kind of building up that warrior mentality. So anytime my body starts shaking, it's stressed out. I push myself because I think that more important, I think obviously learning how to use firearms well is, is really important. But I think that even just having that warrior mentality and being physically fit is going to make or break a situation. It really is. And in, for those people who have been working out, you know, especially if you really start to push yourself, you start to see how far you can take your limits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I post on Instagram every once in a while is a hashtag. It's a hashtag push your limits until they push back. And th- that's something I really kind of cling on to, especially when you know, I'm not feeling it. I don't want to go to the gym today, uh, but I go anyway. And then when I'm there, I just kind of ramp myself up and I get to a point where I'm going to say, Hey, in this station for this workout that I'm going to do, or this exercise that I'm going to do, I want to see how far I can actually take myself. Mm-hmm. And I do that at least once every single time I go work out, uh, because you get into a situation where you need to dig deep and in, in the fighting world, you know, bite down on your mouthpiece, and go after it, uh, you'd be surprised of what someone can actually accomplish. Yeah. So if someone was interested in, you know, becoming more fit, like where would you say to start out? You know, do they just go to the gym and like destroy themselves and get torn down or, you know, is it food? Is that where you start? Or is it like a combination of both? Like there's a lot of people out there that, that probably are interested in having better physical fitness, but aren't sure a hundred percent where to go. Maybe you can offer some advice there. Yeah. So the very first thing that they should do is just kind of test themselves. So I recommend getting out into the garage, find something heavy and bend at the waist and lift as hard as you can in a jerking motion to see how your body is going to react to that. That is actually the worst advice that anyone can <laughs> I was ever literally give. just looking at Sean. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, uh... <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess I know what Sean's going to be doing later. Okay, I'll bye. I'll be like, instructions unclear. Dick stuck in car. <laughs> Please advise. <laughs> that was actually, uh, that was, uh, from Family Guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, no, to be frankly honest with you, it's a very hard question to answer. Because not everybody's the same, right? Uh, someone who has been kind of working out off and on their entire life may be capable of just jumping into a program anywhere. Whereas someone who hasn't been working out, maybe someone that hasn't been very athletic, uh, most of their life may want to go and consult a personal trainer. Most gyms that you go to, We'll have a personal trainer and you can just kind of sit down with them and talk to them about your background and your goals. And they typically will be a good point of contact for advice on the direction that you should go into. But for someone that may may be financially challenged that can't do that, something as simple as getting out and walking a couple of miles a day is profound. It will have so much change in your life. Just walking every single day, a couple of miles, it'll take you anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. Not only are you getting out and getting some fresh air, but you're also kind of getting your heart rate up a little bit. And then after you get to a point where that becomes easy, you might take up jogging. You know, At the end of the day, though, I, I do highly recommend either number one, talking to your doctor about what you should or shouldn't be doing. And number two, if you have the ability to talk to a personal trainer, talk to a personal trainer and find uh, something that works for you. You have to be passionate about your health or it's just going to be a fad and it'll, it'll quickly be forgotten in a couple of weeks. One of the things that uh, the wife and I talk about on a regular basis when it comes to working out, eating healthy, those types of things is, you know, we spend a lot of money sometimes on that type of stuff. And we just kind of look at it and say, well, it's, it's an investment for the future because our health is going to push us into hopefully the eighties and (laughs) nineties. Well, especially since you guys have a daughter too, because you have to think about 
I mean, at the end of the day, you're still, you're responsible to, to keep yourself healthy so that, you know, because you're taking care of another human being. That's my thought anyways. Absolutely. And and one of the things that we really try to impress on her is that we take this serious. You know, she, she comes to the gym, uh, with me almost every single day. Uh, I work, work out between four to six times a week and she, yeah, she has her iPad that she takes with her, you know, so she kind of is off in her own space, but sometimes that she won't bring it and she'll just kind of hang out and she watches me work out. Now my gym is a little bit different than everybody else's gym. I work at a workout at a place called nine round, which is a kickboxing style, high intensity interval training workout gym. And, uh, when I first saw it, I thought, oh man, this is like Tybo. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I went in and saw, Oh, this is like Tybo on crack. And it's turned into a lot of fun for me because with work and everything, everybody gets stressed out. This is a gym where you can go and get a really awesome workout and punch things at the same time. Right. So you're not just punching air like you'd see in Tybo or something like that. You're actually, you've got, you've got pads, you've got a trainer, the trainer comes free with the gym. And, uh, you you know, not only are they teaching you a skill on how to punch, but you're also getting an awesome workout too. That's awesome. Hey, we're talking to Mark from Fit and Fire. We'll be right back. Let's talk about our good friends at Hackett Equipment. We're not allowed to say that anymore. Oh, all right. Our, our buddy bear friends. All right. You're just mocking me now. Hackett Equipment. If you guys uh, follow them on social media, you'll see I just recently did a video where I'm talking about the little Bertha. And right now they have it available for only $79.99. And if you use that code GUNFUNNY20, you actually get an additional 20% off, which is huge because it's a great bag, super nice quality, and the price is right. So go to HackettEquipment.com and get yours today. All right. There you go. We're back with Mark. So you you went to this gym and it, it was awesome and not Tybo. And uh, that got you interested in maybe something else, right? Yeah. So uh, back in December, the the like the my favorite trainer at my nine round, his name is Cole. He walked up to me and he's like, "Hey, what, you interested in fighting?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'd fight." You're yeah, like, yeah. right right now, you and I. We're no, going? no, 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 heavens no. He, oh, he, so you guys he, didn't throw hands? No, no. Um, I throw hands at him and he has bags on his hands, he pads on his hands, and that's as, as close to punching coal as I can possibly get. <laughs> so, um, he's, uh, he is a awesome martial arts instructor. Uh, he, he, he's, he's, Oh man, he's very well versed in Taekwondo and Jiu Jitsu, uh, Br- Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, kickboxing. I mean, he's got a number of different accolades. I could just talk about him for hours, but now yeah, he's asking if I was interested in, in, you know, in fighting. And I know that, uh, here locally we have what's called smoker fights and smokers are basically two different schools. Uh, will say, Hey, we've got some guys that are interested in, in sparring. This other school is like, yeah, we've got some too. We'll, we'll kind of make it a, an event and throw them in the ring and, and let them go at it. And that's what I thought it was. And about a, a month into training, I realized, nope, this is not it. Uh, we are actually going to fight for real. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, completely sanctioned by the state of Kansas. Uh, it is a amateur full up sanctioned amateur fight. And I was like, holy shenanigans. I was not prepared for this. Um, but you know, I, I just put my head to the grindstone and push forward and, uh, yeah, spent about, uh, just under four months preparing for this fight. And, and it was quite the experience to say the least. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's so brave. Someone of your advanced age to really kind of step <laughs> out there. <laughs> so, Yeah. So that's actually pretty freaking funny you say that because not only did I have to lose 30 pounds to fight at 165, I started at 195 in December when I was asked to fight. Uh, and, and it wasn't like I was fat. I wasn't obese or anything like that. I just carried my weight 
very well for 195 pounds mm-hmm. at five foot seven. No. <laughs> but, um, I was asked to fight at 165 and I didn't think that there was any way that I could do that, but I did it in about six weeks. I was able to drop 33 pounds. And then I found out the guy that I was fighting was 20 years, my younger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would gave up, uh, let's see, I gave up eight inches to him in height. Jeez. So I saw the picture and I, I was like, dang, so he's younger and he's taller. Yes. And, and basically you were set up for failure. Yeah. I, I hate to say it like that, but, uh, for my first fight, I probably should not have taken that opponent. Yeah. Cause it, it, it didn't turn out very well in my favor. Um, his, his jab, his reach was just so long that I couldn't get past it. When I was able to get inside his tall, lengthy legs were just throwing knees and, it, it just didn't turn out so well for me. So the, uh, the fight didn't turn out to be a very competitive fight. It turned out into, uh, an ass kicking, uh, is what I affectionately call it now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but, uh, at, at the end of the day, one of the things that I was able to pull away from it is so much more respect for guys who choose to fight for a living, whether it's boxing, kickboxing, MMA. I mean, the amount of insight and perspective that I got from uh, the crew with Never Surrender MMA who put on the fight was just, I mean, volumes of information of understanding, you know, getting your blood work done and how you get that done, uh, making sure you have a physical completed before you fight, uh, watching them build the cage and put it together with all the production values behind it. And just, you know, kind of the stuff that we're used to from the YouTube perspective, but also all of the workouts that, uh, go into it, losing weight, figuring out how to formulate your diet to be able to lose weight very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that was very interesting. Um, and then, uh, how to interact with people on a daily basis when you're only intaking about Uh 800 calories a day right dude i i all joking aside though man mad respect like that that seriously it's such a such a huge thing and such a like an unknown and and a scary thing you know just to get thrown into that and then be like okay well i guess i'm doing this yeah mad respect dude and then and then i think that you took your loss really well too because i know that that's yeah i know that that's got to be kind of a blow to your ego and everything you work hard for but I think that you you handled it well and and gained a lot more respect in the process. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I'm I will say that uh, I'm a very prideful person. I, I do suffer from Napoleon disease, and <laughs> <laughs> to be frankly honest with you, I can tell you 100 that I vastly underestimated my opponent. I was not prepared for him to come out uh, from his corner with the flurry of punches that he came out with. I was expecting him to be more of a kind of a, a lurch type of dude, you know, cause he's mm-hmm. so freaking tall. I, I expected him to be just kind of a little slower than me and it was completely opposite. So it, I, <laughs> I was humbled and uh if i do fight again in the future which i hope to uh, i will definitely remember that for sure damn that's a, yeah i was just going to ask if if you were going to do it again yeah there's a there is a smoker fight coming up in uh on the 20th but uh i broke my nose in uh, this fight so i, I think i'm going to sit that one out yeah <laughs> <laughs> understandably let's talk about shooting just a little bit you said you got into it kind of after the military uh what, what, what brought that about? You were just like, Oh, you know what? I got to do some cool stuff. Let me, let me do some other cool stuff. And where did, where did the passion really, uh, stoke, get its flame stoked? So I would have to say, uh, realistically two, twofold. Uh, number one is 2014, right when I really started getting interested in it. Uh, my best friend drew let me know that, Hey, I don't know if you realize this, but, uh, Kansas just passed constitutional carry. So you no longer have to have a permit in the state of Kansas to carry. You can conceal or open carry. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. So he kind of really got me interested in carrying on an every single day basis. Not that I hadn't had my permit. I had my permit prior to that, but I didn't carry every day. That was number one. Number two, I took a course from 
Daniel Shaw with, let's see, that at the time that he was with Thunderbird Firearms Academy. And uh, just that course, uh, it was just a basic defensive pistol course. That is really what got me launched into, oh, not only can I carry every single day in the state that I live in, uh, I now have some training to back that up. And this was actually a lot of fun. I mean, it, it got my heart rate up. It, it challenged me. Uh, it showed me where my faults are and, and things that I need to improve on when it came to shooting. And that kind of then pushed me into like competition shooting as well, you know, to kind of keep and hone those skills as best I could. So yeah, that's kind of where it went. That's awesome. Shaw's on my bucket list. So you would say it was definitely worth it. Oh, absolutely. He, he's not only, not only is he just a super cool dude, but the, the amount of information that he has rattling around in his head is amazing. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, actually, Daniel Shaw and I, we haven't announced it yet, but we might as well now, but in August, uh, we're going to do some co-classes here in Colorado. It'll be, uh, medical one, my medical one class combined with his handgun vital class, two day course. So it'll be medical one the first day and then handgun vitals and applied medical the second day. So it should be a lot of fun. Nice. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And then, and, and, uh, you guys are only about 11 hours drive, I think. Is that, is that all? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Guess who's coming to Colorado? Yeah. You, you can stay, you can stay at my house, man. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yay. Pillow fight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be on top. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh, man. Never mind. He just, offer withdrawn. <laughs> he, I guess you're the pitcher. <laughs> or no, you're the catcher. <laughs> nope. Offer withdrawn. Also, I carry. Okay. okay. That was, that was from the movie Big. And we're <laughs> talking about bunk beds. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Cause I was like, I, I mean, you looked pretty tough in the fight. So I was, I was getting a little <laughs> bit nervous there. I was like, he gonna make you your bed. No. <laughs> uh, what would you say is your favorite thing to shoot? Pistols, rifles? Mm. I would say anything that goes bang. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, realistically, I, I, I do cling to the adage that, uh, you have a pistol to fight to your rifle, mm -hmm. but, uh, at the end of the day, I, I just love to shoot. It doesn't matter what it is. Nice. Yeah. What is, what is your concealed carry gun? If you don't mind me asking. So I have two, uh, right now. Uh, my first is, and my first and my foremost, the one that I like to carry most often is my Folin special, the, the Glock 19 that <laughs> I've had, uh, stippled and got the RMR on top of it and all that jazz. Compensator? Uh, no, 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 no compensator, but I do have a pretty awesome blinged out gold fax and barrel on it. Oh, so, yeah. 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 So, we got a few of those. Like, uh, like that, uh, like that line from uh, Resident Evil, man, my shit's custom. Uh, so, but, uh, that's my, that's my go-to. And the reason why is because I've put so many rounds through it. I've just gotten so comfortable, but I also have like a quote unquote gem carry, uh, which is my, uh, SIG P365. Uh, that's in a, uh, Wolf Hollow tactical holster that has uh, one of the ulti clips on it, which allows me to clip into my, like my sweatpants mm -hmm. and then it's a, it's a Kydex holster. So, you know, I don't have to worry about it going off. Right. Um, so that's what I carry when I go to the gym. Those yeah, work so. really, those uni clips work, work really well for, uh, yoga pants and stuff too. If anyone, if any of the females are listening or guys, Absolutely. if you wear yoga pants, whatever to each their own. Yeah. You know, it's, two, it's 2019. Yeah. We're, we're not judging. No, no. <laughs> John, we're, we're judging. I'm sorry. All right. So what are your future plans? Well, let's see. I'm going to finish this uh, C4 energy drink, and I've got some work to do for my day job, and maybe go to the gym. Okay. That's <laughs> I, I don't have I don't make anything up. Uh, to be frankly honest with you, I, I'm the type of free spirit, go with the flow. I, I do actually have a couple different things coming up here in the near future that I know are pretty much set in stone. Number one is I'll be at NRAM, uh, the NRA annual meeting, uh, which I'm excited to be there because, you know, when it comes to like SHOT Show and NRAM, I'm more interested in linking up with uh, a lot of the friends in the YouTube gun industry world that I've met and, and kind of, you know, nurture those, those friendships. It's always good to see this year for NRAM, I'm bringing my dad with me, uh, which is, uh, going to be really, really super cool because not only do, 
do we get the opportunity to do a road trip together? But uh, this will be his first NRA annual meeting. Uh, he's He's been a life member for I don't know how long for a very, very long time. And uh, so there'll be something special for him and I. That'll be cool. And then in May, uh, I am teaming up with Palmetto State Armory. Uh, they're going to be doing a range day. And uh, so I'm linking up with them and going to shoot some really cool guns with them. So that's kind of what I've got coming up as far as events go. And awesome. then just more content on the way. Well, nice. don't forget at the NRA annual meetings, uh, which this episode will come up Monday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so perfect. So th- it's not too late. We will actually be throwing a party. It's the Firearms Radio Network listener meetup that Ava and I put together. And it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Saturday, April 27th at Sun King Brewery. And you can actually find all the information on either the Firearms Radio Network Facebook page, the Gun Funny Facebook page, the We Like Shooting Facebook page. Uh, it's all out there. So we hope to see everyone there. It's a listener meetup. There's going to be food and alcohol for, for people to, to get and kind of hang out. We're going to do some fun stuff. I've been working on that all week. Oh, and all ages are, are, uh, allowed yeah. to come. So your dad's totally welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, I will only come. I will only come if you guys will have a scotch with me. Mm. Okay, so I'm a big bourbon. I'm a big whiskey. Wait a minute. But there is one scotch that I actually do like. No, but you're missing the point. There's no hard liquor at this party. It's all beer and wine because it's a brewery. Oh, that's right. So sneak some in your jacket. We'll go, you know, to the boys' bathroom and uh, do some shots. What's okay. your What's your favorite scotch? Uh, Glenn Levitt, 12 year old. Okay. Aww, perfect. That's what my that, mom always liked. That's the one that I love. I just had it this last weekend in Louisiana and I was like, yes. Yeah. I have found that it's kind of right middle of the road. It's not too smoky. It's not too soft. So it's, yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yes, I will absolutely uh, bootleg some scotch with you. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Let's get back. Uh, let's get into the show. I thought we already got into it. Uh, further. Let's get further into the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kenny, take out that second part. Can you do it three times? Um, I guess so. I fucking went rogue. All right, Kenny, leave that in. <laughs> so, okay, that'll just, if you could just step away from that button, that would be great. You pushed it that time. Don't even try. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> if I pushed it, it would probably be like some like music that goes off or something. Do you have an ad read or what? Uh, yeah, I think Q. Actually, so if you guys follow me on, um, on my Instagram on Elite Firearms and Training, I posted a picture where I'm holding a Q silencer, the Thunder Chicken, and I told people best caption wins a gun funny patch. Well, I picked three winners, um, because there were some really good, really good, uh, comments on there. But yeah, the Thunder Chicken, Q makes some really nice silencers. So here's the thing I like about this one. And this is a big deal because being a person who I love QD. Uh, suppressors for me because I'm switching stuff constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like QD stuff, which is quick detach. So you can easily take it off one and put it on the other. Just don't burn yourself. But the big deal about that is I changed from my silencer co mad mount to a dead air silencer, uh, chemo. And that meant that I had to buy all new muzzle devices for everything, which sucked because it was like $1,300 in muzzle devices that I had to buy. Dang. But so this one, it's a, it's a quick detach. They call it a quickie. And it actually comes with both the half by 28 and the five eighths by 24 cherry bomb muzzle brakes in the box. So it's a suppressor and two muzzle brakes in both thread pitches. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to go and get one, I think they're in stock right now. They actually, they are in stock. Uh, just go to livequeordie.com. All right. And they, uh, sponsor our knowledge bomb. Dropping wisdom, slinging truth, prepare yourself for Knowledge Bomb. Every time that explosion happens, I do the explosion with my hands like, what's up? Yeah, like boom. Ava? All right, so, and, and I actually, I remember watching this YouTube video. Uh, in 2004, a DEA agent named Lee Page accidentally shot himself in the leg while giving a lecture on gun safety and claiming that, and claiming that I'm the only one in this room professional enough to handle this Glock 40. True statement. And then about just a few seconds later, he actually shot himself in the leg. Uh, to his credit, 
he tried to tough it out and just finish up. He wanted to continue <laughs> he to, wanted shoot. to continue to do the thing. Yeah, to teach the class. I think though what happened, and this could have been, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but didn't he ask his coworker to confirm that the gun was unloaded? The guy wasn't really paying attention. Didn't see that, and I don't remember because I haven't watched the video in a long time. But so he did that. He he, t- he gets shot in the in the foot, I believe, and he's toughing it out. He's doing it, and eventually he has to like ask for help because he's bleeding, and yeah. uh, he can't do it anymore. He's like, "There's blood in my shoe. Help." So what people probably don't know is that this video uh, got just recirculated amongst everybody at the DEA. And now he's fame Mm, for all the wrong reasons. Mm, Did you read the story? No. Okay, then be quiet. Okay. (laughs) No, so he actually, uh, you know, just like every other office building that you've ever been in, they see something funny or, you know, it's a chance to bag on one of your coworkers. So they they started sending the video out and then it, it actually got made public. So he filed a lawsuit against the DEA for privacy violations. Uh, the judge said, okay, there's no expectation of privacy because it wasn't the DEA who filmed it. It was a parent who filmed it. You had no expectation of privacy because you were giving a public, uh, something, uh, a speech that was open to the public. And yeah, so he, he sued and then he got some ambulance chaser lawyer after that judge turned him down to actually go to the next level of the court system where he also lost. And yeah, I, I actually did a bunch of research trying to figure out what he was doing now and he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that once you do something as stupid as that, you're pretty much done in that industry. Right. Well, and backflipping FBI agent. Yeah. I was of. just thinking that. I'm like, I wonder where he is now. Yeah. Or so, if he got a holster. So this was, uh, this is quite 2006, something like that. No, so it says 2004. 2004. And then 2011, he went to court. See, you just corrected me now. Did I even read this? I don't know what's happening. Well, I mean, I did just say it like five minutes ago. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Though. Yeah. So pretty cool uh, results for him just to be uh, – he did leave the DEA at some point. No, it's horrible results for him. <laughs> was, he wasn't fired, which he maybe should have been. I don't know. Just come on, guys. Check I think, the chamber. Honestly, I think the biggest thing, though, is like law enforcement and stuff. Like they don't train as much as they should. And that's when accidents happen. I just got into an argument with somebody on Instagram because I was wearing uh, a inside the waistband appendix carry. And they're like, oh, well, no way. I'm, I mean, most guys, you know, they're like, I don't want to shoot my junk off. And it's so arrogant. Like, it's just heavy eye roll. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is the gun is not going to go off by itself, especially if you have a decent holster. If you're practicing a safe firearm, you know, handling. You made a funny joke though, that it might, if it's a, well, I was like, it might, if it's a, a SIG P320. <laughs> I LOL. Cause I, you know, I couldn't resist, but yeah, guns don't just go off by themselves. Yeah. Idiots. I can tell you, I don't know about the law enforcement side, but, uh, I can tell you from the military aspect, I would 100% agree with the comment of they don't train as often as they should. Yeah. And as an instructor, I do get a lot of military that comes to my classroom, which it's really responsible of them because technically they're in the state of Colorado. They are not, it's not mandatory to take a class like it is for civilians. Because it's just, you know, they assume, oh, you're military, you have firearm experience. But a lot of them, when they do train, they're trained on long guns and not necessarily handguns, unless you're like, you know, military police or something. So luckily, you know, a lot of them are responsible. They realize they don't really know what they're doing. They'll take a class. But it is kind of scary because if you're if that's your profession, especially, and you're handling a gun every day, absolutely practice and and get yeah. that training in. Absolutely. And a lot of people think, especially with the army, if they think army, you think, oh, infantry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the only thing in the army or in the Marines. But, you know, that that's not the only job. Uh, you know, my wife, she is a logistician. Uh, she carries a M17 right now. And uh, if if I, I would feel confident if she needed to utilize her pistol, she could, she could use, utilize it and, and, and defend herself. But there are a lot of people <laughs> that'd be like, uh, maybe you should not carry that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. The people who come through class and they're like, yeah, I was in for 20 years. I know everything about guns are generally don't the, know anything. Yeah. They are the, the worst yeah. at, at life or not life. But you hand them a fake gun, firearms. their fingers on the trigger. You're like, dude, come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, bro, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. We need to go out in the hall and have a talk. All right, next factoid. To demonstrate the M1917, John Browning fired the machine gun for 48 minutes straight. Uh, it says about 21,000 rounds. The U.S. Army shortly 
the U.S. Army shortly after adopted it as its standard machine gun. Dude, yeah. that's a really long time. Like, how yes. could he physically do that? Because it takes a lot to... Yeah, I mean, so it, it is a belt-fed, crew-served, water-cooled, and is on, oh, and it on is the attached. side of a Jeep or it yeah, is, something yeah, okay. like that. Even, even but airplanes. still, to hold your finger down for that long... Yeah. Uh, so I actually did some math and I was look, I looked up 30 out six prices because it's chambered in 30 out six. And at today's prices, which were about 68 cents around for the 150 grain projectile that it actually shot would have been $14,280 worth of ammunition. But here's the thing. He actually did this test. And then the, uh, the ordinance people uh, in the military were like, eh, yeah, but can, you know, can that be done with a mass production device? And he was like, sure. So he picked up another one and did the exact same thing with that one. So that's hmm. $30,000 in today's money dang. in ammunition, which is pretty dang cool. And yeah. number uh, one rule in government spending, uh, why do it once at one price when you can do it twice for twice the price? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, there, there was the much lighter air, uh, air cooled Browning M, M1919, which is probably one of my favorite firearms on the uh, face of the earth. But yeah, this one was serious business, 21,000 rounds and didn't even hiccup. And they actually made a bunch of these before the armistice. Uh, let's see. They ended up making Westinghouse made 30,150 of them. Remington made 12,000 and Colt made 600 by June 30th, 1918. So there were a lot of these out there. Tons and tons and tons of them. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's some knowledge for you in our knowledge bomb. All right. Matador arms. So they have a variety of different muzzle devices. Let's see. What do they have? They have like the flare stack. The hammerhead. The, the stinger. And all of those have different they're different uses. Yeah. So stinger is a linear compensator. The hammerhead's a brake. And the flare stack is a mixture of everything. It's like a flash hider. And it's a, like an all-in-one. It's like, oh, you get the, you know, the combo appetizer. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I love those because they come Me with like too. potato skins and wings. Oh, and then you get all the dipping sauces. Wait a minute. Dang, what? I just want ranch dressing We now. have Fit and Fire on the show. He's going to oh, judge us yeah. so hard right now. Nope. We don't eat that kind no, of stuff. No fried have, food here. We're going to eat lettuce. Yep. Mm, just lettuce. Iceberg. So good. <laughs> baby, baby carrots. <laughs> no, there's too many carbs. Mm. <laughs> Tickles likes carrots she though. She does. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Well, okay. So Matador Arms. Guys, check them out. Go to matadorarms.com. When you see something you like, use the code GUNFUNNY10 and that gets you 10% off. And before we get into our prank call segment, which Matador Arms sponsors, I just want to tell everybody a little funny story. So last week, um, I had some work done to my house and the guy that worked on my house, he forgot to sh- close the gate. And so I let Tickles out the next morning. And before I know it, she's gone for like an hour. I can't find her. I'm like frantic, trying to remain calm, give myself pep talks. I'm in my car yelling, Tickles, Tickles. At that moment, I realized, you know, Ava, you probably should have named your dog something different than Tickles because the neighbors are looking at you like you're crazy. And then I finally found her. And then I started crying, of course, because it just scared me. And I don't know what I'd do if I lost her. But then later that day, I had to sit her down and I had a talk and I told her that, you know, she could have been hit by a car or guarantee if somebody found her, she's so freaking cute that nobody would, nobody would no. turn her in. Nobody, they would keep her. And that new family, they probably will not know that she likes carrots. So she may never get another carrot again. And I think that that got through to her. Good. She really needed a wake up call. Yeah. No, cause she's been really loving and. I think, I think we re- reached like a new connection. So that's good. Yeah. Right. So if your dog runs away, you know, just have that talk with them and maybe your dog too likes carrots and they're a really healthy alternative to some of the, you know, the treats out there that have a lot of bad chemicals. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. I love it. And, uh, here comes our prank call Ricardo returns. It's time for prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. I was uh, wondering if you could tell me where I could possibly donate money to fight for the Second Amendment. Uh, I don't know anywhere. Like, uh, you know, all the organizations that are out there, they're very confusing. It's uh, G, uh, Gun Owners of America, and the NRA. Like, who do you recommend that I that I donate the money to? Uh, Gun Owners of America is a good one. And uh, Firearms, uh, I think it's called the Firearms Coalition or something. Okay. Uh, they're, another, they're another good one. Okay, very good. Now, uh, NRA as well, correct? They are the best? No, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't give no money to them bastards. Oh, no. How come? Uh, they just kind of rolled over on some of them gun laws recently. They rolled over on them? Like, like what did like, they do? Uh, they weren't even trying to stop the whole bump, bump stock deal and all that. I mean, they just they just kind of gave up. So what you're telling me is that the NRA does not like freedom. That's what it sounds like. Well, that is a very good information. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love it when he called him bastards. I know, right? Now <laughs> he said it. We thought it. To be a hundred percent clear, I don't totally agree with that. Like, I I think that they need to to change a lot, and the executive leadership needs to go. And there's a lot of changes God, that need to be made. But they're also of, the only and biggest lobbying organization that we really have. Yeah. So don't cancel your memberships. I mean, actually, your memberships don't even go to fighting for our rights. They no, go they, for other things. Yeah. Like, you know, like education ranges and, and yeah, but. Uh, you know, speaking of the NRA, Adam Crow, I'm surprised he didn't get nominated or not nominated. He didn't make it as board of directors, which he missed is it by such... two, two slots. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Not two votes, but he was like uh, he was two slots out of the the people who were elected. Wow! And then I see Marion Hammer. She's she's back for another round. Bowl cuts are trending right now. Oh, apparently, yep. gosh, that old bitty needs to step down. Everybody loves cats. Yeah, yep. right. <laughs> I love cats. Gosh, yeah, some of these people I really on the NRA board I can't stomach. Dude, look, Marion Hammer has done good, but she has passed her prime. She is entrenched in an old system. She she is not oh, from everything that I can read, she is not open to the needs of the next generation of gun owners and mm-hmm. she's just still stuck with all those people that, you know, they're boomers and they're they're going to pass away at some point and then you're going to be stuck with a bunch of people who despise the NRA. And instead of getting, you know, new blood in there that can actually relate to the younger generation of gun owners that's coming up, we have more, you know, Ted Nugent. Oh, and uh, his son, I believe, Marty Nugent or something like that. And uh, yeah. Jesus, you lost me at the name Marty. <laughs> lost me at, you know, there's a listener out there that's just like, what? <laughs> I never did nothing. I'm on Patreon. I don't like that name. Okay. It sounds like a pedophile. Whoa. Yeah, I went there. What? Mm. But it does. That there is pain behind this story. <laughs> no, I just don't. It gives me the creeps. That name, I don't know why. Wow. Well, All right, Marty, moving on. Listen, Marty, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we could be friends as long as you're not what she accuses you of. <laughs> <laughs> it's look. It's hey, you're okay because you're old AF. <laughs> All right, so polymer eighty. Guess what? I just got in the mail. Mm, I don't know. The key on. What that? I think that's what it's called, the Keton. What is it? Uh, so basically it's kind of like the Roni, but this one is pretty cool because you could buy all of these different adapters on their website. So it'll fit like a Glock, a Sig, uh, probably the Ruger. I mean, you name it. And so you could turn, you could easily turn your handgun into basically like a, a yeah. pistol caliber carbine. Exactly. So Sorry. really cool. The Keton itself is 350. It's actually on sale right now for 350. And mm-hmm. then every little adapter that you buy. So if you have like multiple guns and you want to, you know, put it in the Keton, you'd have to buy those adapters, which they're $30 a piece. But I was really impressed with even the packaging. It comes in like a really nice, um, case. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's more like a, a, a man purse, mm-hmm. a satchel. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, but it's, it's, it's pretty nice. So anyways, I'm going to do a review on that coming up. And if you guys don't follow my new YouTube channel, just search for Ava Flannell. Did a pretty funny video. Well, I've been doing funny videos trying to get those those followers up, the subscriptions, but I don't think it's working. I'm just embarrassing myself. Anyways, I'm going to be doing a review on it here shortly, but really excited to have it and try it out. And if you guys want to see what we're talking about, go to Polymer80.com, use that code GUNFUNNY, and that will get you 10% off. All right. Absolutely love it. Go check it out. And it is time for Tactic Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So, Mark, you wanted to talk about the Ruger Security 9 Compact. And before we started the show, you were like, make sure you say, say compact because the Ruger Security 9 is not new. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm not a noob, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some th- there, there may be a listener out there that is a noob. True. We actually have a patron who carries the Ruger Security 9, and he swears by it. He's hmm. had a lot of really, really good success with it. I don't think... 
we haven't shot one. We just tried it out. We we messed around with it at a gun store, and I will say that the trigger was really nice. The security nine, yeah, I'm curious about it. Uh, I actually have ordered one, so it should be Ooh. here. The compact or the just the just the security nine. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I have enough compacts in my life. Yeah, but this one's. I mean, it looks like it's very similar in size to the P365. I don't. I mean, right? It's pretty the compact, and then it holds ten plus one rounds. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, so it, it, it is, uh, very comparable, uh, to the P365. I think it's actually just a little bit bigger. I know for a fact it's wider. So if you're looking for something that is going to be very competitive to the P365, this is close, but it's going to be more, uh, more symbolic or more representative. I can't even say the words. There's no words coming out of my mouth uh-huh. right now. Representative. Yeah. Yes, there you go. This thought it was stroking out there for a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's closer to the Glock 26, I would think. So the the really interesting thing that I like about this is two things. Number one is if you compare it to like the Glock 26, this actually has a Picatinny section, uh, so you could you know put a light on there, uh, which for some people that is something that they they need or they want. It's, it's going to be a subcompact pistol that is 10 plus one, which is, you know, starting to become more of a trend these days. It comes with two magazines, uh, a flush fitting and then one with a pink extension. And then it's, you know, like 22 ounces. So it's not very heavy at all. So to see something that, uh, see a, a, you know, a smaller pistol coming from Ruger that is not an LC9 or an LCP is intriguing to say the least. So. Yeah. And the price point right now, like, so suggested retail is 379. So figure street value is probably like, I don't know, at least 350, if not maybe even a little bit lower. I, I would say so. I would imagine that once this gets out onto the market and is, you know, get some, some traction, get some people liking it. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it at the 300 or below. Wow. Okay. You guys got me interested in this. I guess I don't have enough subcompacts in my life. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, oh, okay, FUD. <laughs> 10 plus one. I mean, so I took a, a look at the Mossberg MC1 and, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's competing with the Glock 43, but the SIG 365 exists and it's so much better now than the first iteration that we tried. I'm like, yeah, now, uh, now my, I'm like, if they can fit that many rounds in that tiny little package, the anything else seems, you know, not, not there for me. But yeah, this this has some good rounds on it. Yeah, I'd be interested to shoot it. I, I think one of the other things too is uh, one of the uh, one of the video series that I've uh, gotten a lot of love and <laughs> a lot of hate for has been the uh, Taurus G two C. And uh, you know, there's there's not too many people in between. You either love that pistol or you cannot stand it, mm-hmm. and. I think that I think Ruger is doing something really smart by kind of channeling or tapping into that market of a really small pistol that has, you know, 10 or more rounds to it and then is very budget conscious as well. So I'm, I'm hoping and praying for good things out of this pistol. Yeah, that's awesome. And the price. Yeah. Ruger's kind of killed it with a lot of stuff lately. The, the pistol caliber carbine, the, I mean, I, the security nine I liked. I was fine with it. The the Ruger Precision, the Ruger yeah. American pistol I love. Yeah, they're stepping up their game. Yeah, they're doing a lot of good work, and I don't think they necessarily get enough credit for it either. You know, I've seen a lot of people that have come out and and kind of bash Ruger. Uh, I don't have any experience with Ruger very much outside of their Ruger Precision rifle. That, that honestly, that's the only experience I have. But after seeing this hit the market, you know, kind of see John Patton talk about it on the gun collective here last week. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely interested to see what it's all about. Yeah, me too. All right, cool stuff. Well, it's time for our iTunes reviews. All right. So savor these reviews because it turns out these are the last of our iTunes reviews. Are you kidding me right now? No. How am I going to go on? I know. I have one job on the show. So guys, listen, if you listen to the show, help us out, write reviews, and you have the opportunity to win something cool, a nice prize pack. In fact, I think we saw some lone wolf trigger kits to give away, some patches, all kinds of stuff. So definitely leave a review on iTunes or Facebook if you hate iTunes, but it just kind of helps us out. 
Yeah, it helps us like put our show on the map. It makes us feel cool. Yeah, it makes us laugh. LOL, LOL. Yeah. Exactly. So, All right. So read our last two reviews. <laughs> well, I'm okay. I'm, Hand me the box. I'm going to read these. I'm pretty sure I know who this one is from. I actually recognize uh, from some other reviews that he's left for other Firearms Radio Network shows. Uh, Jacob, 8787, five stars. Eva is a golden star. What's All right. Your, first what, of all, it's Ava. What's your A-V-A. name? A-V-A. A-V-A. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I figured I'd give this podcast a shot after Sean promoted it on his other mediocre podcast. It's great to have a female give her perspective on gun, issue, gun issues. I also enjoy Tate and his fake calls. Eva, keep up the great work, and Sean, just keep being mediocre at best. P.S. Jeremy has two machine guns, and you poors have zero. Well, wow. Yeah, that, that that hit really. That was that was nice, and then it was mean, and then it was just mean. It was it was pretty much mean. And we then don't it care about mean. Jeremy, okay? Yeah, so he probably uh, has like the bottom of the barrel machine guns, uh, no. like the ones that you only pay like ten thousand for. No, he's got really awesome. Okay, ones. just read the next review. All right, I mean they're really cool. You I know, don't care. I'll tell you more. No, shooter eight eight four eight five stars. What what? It's kind of funny. Gun funny got pranked in the article. Maybe you should prank call him every week. The show is awesome. Two A is life. <laughs> okay, that's kind of screwed up. <laughs> and the article he's referring to is the heavily armed millennials. Which... Hey guys, I'm a millennial. Yeah. Or at least I was. <laughs> so that part was kind of funny. A I while guess. ago, like a decade. All right. So Mark, will you do us a favor and pick a winner out of these two reviews? But it can't be Jacob because he's a dick. Well, no, but sh- fuck shooter guy because he just was <laughs> like, oh, it's funny. Y'all got screwed. No, I think that's pretty funny. Okay. Mark, you can actually pick either one. Jacob's actually a good guy. He's a, I like well, him. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Jake because yeah. uh, he, he, he talks about machine guns and, and I mean, who doesn't get a freedom boner off a of machine gun? Yeah. And who doesn't agree. like Ava? Well, and the, the thing is, he, is he gives me shit, but at least he knows my name. <laughs> I mean, he did actually spell it properly. He didn't call you Sheen. No, I met him. Uh, so I met him in person, uh, at our party with Manicore Arms at Shot Show. Were you the bottom or the top? He was at the party that we were all at. Okay. And it was a, a reach around. <laughs> so yeah, he was giving me a lot of shit then. And I was like, uh, I was drunk. I just know what, what I've heard. And he, apparently I made him sign up to be a Patreon, like at the party. Nice. Yeah. So sorry, but I guess I deserved that review. So anyway, Jacob, you won. I think it's the same guy. I assume it is because it's Hopefully the same it dickhead is. attitude. So yeah, you, you won. You should just go with it. Yeah. It is the same. Contact way. us on social media, Facebook <laughs> or Instagram, and we'll send something out for you. Sounds great. Let's wrap this up. You can go to our website, gunfunny.com. There's a bunch of stuff you can do there. You can find our affiliates. You can find our advertisers. You can find where to consume all of the stuff that we do. And whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter, whatever it needs to be, it's, the, it's all there. Also, you should consider becoming a Patreon. Absolutely. Uh, uh, depending on your level of donation, um, it varies, but just $1 gets you access to our Facebook only or a Patreon only Facebook group. We're always having a lot of fun there. Like I spend most of my time there talking shit to everyone and laughing and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Lots of different levels and rewards and you can find out all the details at the website. It allows us to hire an amazing, uh, producer and editor, Kenny Ortega. Yeah. He's doing an awesome job and the show's been it's been posted uh, much earlier on Mondays and you have him to thank for that. Absolutely. Oh, and I also was just able to afford better camera equipment for content. Thanks to you guys' Patreon pledge. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. We've got $25 Patreons. We read their name. Why don't you start us off? Corbin Bonafide. Iraq Veteran 8888. Charger Arms. Ryan Morrison. Kevin Brittingham. Nathan Keck. Michael Alexio. Very good. And, and our king of the Patreon just changed as of a few days ago, which this is actually kind of funny. I wrote on the Patreon page. I was like, hey, guys, really appreciate your pledges. Because of you, uh, we were able to get more cam- new camera equipment. And then, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, but Ava, you're supposed to just make funny drunk videos. Because uh, occasionally I, I post that on the Patreon when I'm drunk. And uh, it doesn't happen very often. So don't judge me. Yeah. Just every other day or so. Yeah. Not that, you know, it's not every day. Okay. But anyway, so Jon Snow upped his pledge to $100 a month, and he's like, there you go. Now you can afford to do both. So thank you so much, John. He said that we could kind of do whatever we want. So I thought that it would be kind of fun. I just recently did the Clash Bash Challenge where I take apart an AK, put it back together blindfolded. I thought it would be kind of fun if all of the Patreons blindfolded themselves and took apart a gun. doesn't have to necessarily be an AK. It could be anything. Uh, record yourself doing it and post that video on our Facebook group. There you go. 
Oh, let's see. There's a tack pack giveaway. You can go to enter at gunfunny.com slash TP. That stands for tack pack, not toilet paper. So gunfunny.com slash TP. You can win a box. And if you use the code gunfunny, when you order a tack pack at tackpack.com, you receive a free SOG tool. All right, guys, we're, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. You can- so guys, uh, did we say go to patreon.com? Forward slash gunfunny. Yeah, but we could say it again. Okay, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. Also, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. No, uh, no, it's, it's, it's always good to be around beautiful people. So yeah, I, that's why we have our cameras off. Oh no, I, I, I look beautiful today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm don't. Great. <laughs> everyone's like, everyone's like, Oh, did you just get out of the shower? No, I worked out this morning. That's what's up. <laughs> that's what that smell is. All right. So, um, for listeners who want to find you, where can they? They can find me on the YouTubes. Uh, just uh, search Fit and Fire. That's F-I-T apostrophe N Fire. Uh, you can look at it that way. You can find me on Instagram, Fit and Fire 78. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if people still use Twitter. I don't know. If they do. <laughs> right. And then Facebook as well, Fit and Fire. All right. Absolutely love it. Go check him out. Check out his YouTube vids. And uh, you know what? We'll talk to all of you next week. Bye, guys. Later. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.